it's a great day for some coffee and a chat in the greenhouse. So grab your cup and I'll see you there. Hey friends, and welcome to the coffee chat in the greenhouse. It is a beautiful day on Willowbrook Farm. The chickens are stirring. They've been laying eggs all morning and the horses are just grazing in the field. And my view right now is just so peaceful. So I want to start sharing what we're going to be talking about today which is going to be the longings of our heart. Um, chapter two of my book is actually called The Longing. And it's just kind of breaking down what longing for something means, like the different types of longings you can have and how deep those go or how light those go. I'm just kind of breaking down and where you can also relate to yourself and be like, oh, what? Am I, what am I longing for? I mean, some people have deep, deep longings when it comes to longing for a child or the healing of someone. And then some have light longings as far as longing that a pair of shorts that they like are back in stock. <laughs> so whatever it may be, I am praying for you today that you were just find comfort in the words and the discussions that we are about to have. As I look at my book in chapter two, I see that I've put the scripture from Psalms 84 verse two that says, my soul longs to faints for the courts of the Lord. My heart and flesh sing for joy to the living God. Um, this scripture is just saying that our souls should ultimately long for God and to be like God and to be with him in his presence. And what happens if we pattern our life after that scripture is that the longings and desires of our hearts and our wants and our dreams become aligned with the heart of God and his desire for us and his ultimate goal for our life. What I've found is God does not desire evil to happen to us. Some people have to wait on things longer than others. Some people go through really, really, really tragic things. And I don't ever want to downplay any of those things, but also every single person does have a longing desire for something to others. It may seem small and to some, it might seem great, but, um, everyone's desires and longings are different, but to that person, it's huge. Like it's big. It's what's in front of them. It's their mountain. It's what's hard. So for me, I feel like, um, and I, I'm just going to kind of break down like some of chapter two and some things that I talk about without like reading in detail, but I speak about like, I'm my height for one, I would say, you know, when I was younger, I longed to be taller. I was hoping I would continue to grow. I'm only five foot two. I got made fun of a lot whenever I was younger for my height and people think it's funny and it's not. It's just not funny to pick on people for their size. I'm a firm believer in that. I don't like that. And it makes things more difficult when you're shorter. If you're taller, you can reach the top of shelves. You can get in jacked up trucks very easily. And my husband does have a jacked up truck. It's like I speak about in the book that on Sunday mornings when I have a dress, it's super hard for me to get in it. And I'm like, definitely do not stand behind me. When I'm at the grocery store, um, I typically have to ask for help for pimentos. I make a pimento cheese that I think is great and a lot of people like it. I typically make it whenever we go on vacation. The pimentos are always on the top shelf, which always makes it difficult for me. But for me, I pretty much gave up longing to be taller when I was 18. I mean, when I started wearing high heel shoes, 
I was like, you know what? This will just do. This will get me like three or four inches taller. And I do wear heels a lot. If there's a wedge and a comfort sandal, I'm going to wear it because I just love the extra height, especially now that my kids are getting a little bit bigger. I don't like them being on eye level, which I know they're all going to pass me because their dad is like 6'2". And it's kind of just not going to happen that they're not going to be taller than I am, which I love that for them. But um, these are not really longing scenarios. It's unattainable, actually. So I would say no, that doesn't go in that department. Now, I do hate certain things about my body. And, you know, this is not a podcast about body image because I can straight up be real right now and be like, yes, if I could be taller, I would be taller. If I could slim my arms down, I absolutely would do that. Um, my nanny, which is on my mom's side of the family, um, we all just kind of have bigger arms for our body size, I feel like. She had big arms and she just always would talk about it and joke about it. And, you know, when she got older, her skin sagged and we would always touch it and it'd always be cold to the touch. And it was just it was just one of those conversations. If you've ever had a grandma who had fluctuated in weight or size and their skin was hanging, I'm sure you were fascinated by it. And for her, that is how she was. And we got her arms. And I would definitely say like I have tried to slim my arms down by doing gym workouts and all sorts of things. I don't go to the gym regularly. I actually pretty much go to the gym in January. I've always been like that. Then I got to a certain age where I was like, um, you know what? Instead of setting a New Year's resolution of I'm going to go to the gym and I'm going to be in super in shape this year. I'm just like, I'm going to go to the gym in January. I can attain that goal. So then I don't have to feel guilty in February or March because I let myself down. So that way, if I do go to the gym the rest of the year, uh, that's a win, right? That's like, okay, I've done extra. But let's look at the Merriam-Webster's definition of the longing. Um, it literally is the shortest definition. When I was going to write this book and I looked up the longing, I really thought it was going to be like, you know, at the pit of despair and that pit in your stomach and just nauseated, can't sleep. No, it literally says a strong desire. That's it. A strong desire. It says in the bottom in quotations, especially for something unattainable. But it's like they just added that in there because they felt guilty of making the definition of the longing or of longing so short, I feel like. But, you know, longing, I to think to me, is just so much more of a layered word than that. I mean, you can long for something, want something. And for me, I remember one of the first longings I can ever remember was as a child, I had actually wanted a Cabbage Patch doll from Santa Claus. I remember going to see him, just being mesmerized by was his beard real or was his beard fake? And I wanted to pull it. And I don't even remember what I asked for, if I just totally forgot or whatever. However, I got off his lap and I'd never asked for what I actually wanted, which was a Cabbage Patch doll. I'm sure you can remember that. It was super big in the 90s. So I'd left that day and I was just so shook. I was just so tore up. I could not sleep. I was completely worried about it. I wrote him a letter and the letter was just asking like, I really want a Cabbage Patch doll, but I forgot to ask you for one. If you have an extra in your sack, will you please leave it here for me? I'll be so good. I promise. Love, Tori. And I'd stuck that under the tree. So like the next morning I had got up and ran at the Christmas tree into the room and 
looked and there it was. It was just waiting for me. And so that longing was fulfilled. But it's the first longing I can remember, like losing sleep about, being sick about, and just really wanting something that I didn't know if I was going to receive. And I, as I went to write this book and I thought back on that situation, it was like, you know, Santa and longing for something and not feeling like it was going to come. I've really related that to like how we are with God. I mean, we don't hear from God and we feel like, you know, do you care? Are you going to fulfill that? I'm praying, I'm begging. And, you know, are you going to give me the desires of my heart or not? And you're just in that limbo. And then it's like when you don't have the fulfillment of that, you start to question your relationship with him and if he loves you and how he feels about you and what his desires are and his longings are for your life. You know, that's not like God's desire for us is to just live in turmoil. No, he does not want us to live like that. Another longing I can remember as I got older was when I was a teenager and I longed for my grandmother. And that was something that had went unanswered. And I was super close to my grandma and my nanny, which I referred to a lot in this book. But she had went in for a simple procedure and I remember just going and and talking with her. And then it was like she was going for a procedure and she just didn't make it through. It was just one of those things that I had so many questions. I just didn't understand. My grandma was not even five foot tall. She was super short and she just always used to do this little dance across the living room and like shuffle her feet and like proved everyone that she was young, even though she was older. That was the thought that came to mind is how does someone go from dancing across the living room floor to, you know, not being alive, like not being here anymore. And I have to say that as I've gotten older, I miss my grandparents more than I ever did right after they passed or even like took them for granted almost while they were alive because as you get older and you start to have your own garden and have your own baby and set your own rules and have your own home and clean and make the recipes that they used to make and you just kind of want to be like them and it hurts so bad because you want to tell them those things. You want to tell them, hey, I made your green beans today, or hey, I made your spiced apples, and you know, I didn't have the recipe for those things because she never wrote them down, but I just tried to like mimic it over and over. And when I got it where I felt it was just right, it's just like, I wish I could call her and tell her. And And you see your children grow up and you're just like, oh my gosh, if they were here, I just feel like they would appreciate it, you know, especially living on a farm and taking an appreciation with plants and those types of things. I mean, everyone's grandma loves plants, I think. I mean, all of mine have anyways. And I think if you know me, then you know that I absolutely love plants. I sell them in my coffee shop. I have a greenhouse and I just love being surrounded by life and plants. And I would love to share that with them. I know if they could see these things, they would just feel so much joy. And that is in the longing department for me. That was the, one of the first ones that I could really relate to and be like, yes, that is a longing of something unattainable. I can never bring them back. I can never do anything to change history and have them here and obviously like be way more miserable if I brought them back from heaven and brought them here to see green beans and apples. So God knows best. But the deepest longing, even though those are both longings in like the longing category, the deepest longing, the most agonizing pain I can ever remember or recall was longing for motherhood. 
and just longing to be a mother and not knowing if that would ever happen. I can remember just looking in the mirror and feeling so empty and wondering if like, is today going to be the day that I conceive? Is today going to be the day where I get a positive on a pregnancy test? Those type things is longing for motherhood, longing for a child. I can remember that just helpless desire for something that felt like it was so out of my control. Then even going through miscarriage, I've been through two miscarriages and just knowing that there was a baby who had its heart beating inside of me and just fighting for its life. And those, I couldn't touch it with my hands. I couldn't help it. There was no pill I could take that would just magically make everything fix and be better. Just like a devastating place to be in of just like lying in the bed and begging God to heal their little life and just let me hold them and raise them and be their mother and show them who I am. And instead that having an alternate plan and ultimately they've lived out their life being in heaven with God, which now I feel is a blessing as we look around this world and see the chaos and all the things I'm trying to protect my other children from. I know that those little lives that I was gifted and um, created are living a much, much better life than I could ever give them here on earth. But that to me is the longing. And, you know, I want to ask you, what is your deepest longing? Like, can you recall one um, in talking about these different instances all the way from a simple mindset into like just a deep pit in your stomach, hurting kind of longing. Can you relate to either one of those? Like, have you longed for love? Have you longed for maybe a relationship with someone or like, you know, you have a spouse, but you feel like you're just not Instagrammable type of relationship. Like you could never be like someone else or live, live up to someone else's relationship. Like there's flaws in that. And you really long for that type of love. God gives that and grants that as well. Um, I feel like, you know, a lot of relationships, there can be healing in those, but a lot of times there is waiting. I've spoken with people who have been in a bad relationship and have been cheated on and even in dating or being married. And, and I actually have been cheated on. Um, I speak about that actually in the next chapter. So I don't want to go into that like too much, but I just want you to think about in your own life today, what is it that you long for? Is it love? Is it motherhood? Is it a child that you've lost that you'll never get back? Because, you know, that is something, it, you know, I've had a lot of conversations and that is something that you don't get over. It's just kind of like you learn to cope with it almost. And there are a lot of questions that will never fully be answered until we get to heaven as far as we why we have to long for those things for so long. I know that God does have a reason. And ultimately, the Bible does tell us that God longs for us. It does also tell us that we must long for God. And what I have realized is in seeing the heart of God, he doesn't desire to tear us down or tear us apart as a person. He desires for us to long and be a follower of him and spread the word to everyone that we come in contact about the love of God and how much he does care for us. And I can have that as proof in my life um, every single day. I've chosen to follow him on a daily basis and my goal is to ultimately put that burning desire in your heart that no matter what you're longing for, miracles do happen every single day. And 
We are all longing for something, and we just must realize that our true fulfillment is found in a lasting, intimate relationship with God. And ultimately, that is where our fulfillment of every hope and desire we ever have, it comes from God to fill those voids. We live in a day in a society where everything is like one click away from Amazon. And, you know, if you can't get it here in two days, then you're not going to order it. You know, with a mindset like that, it's like a drive-through Amazon mindset. It's hard to feel something that you have to wait on. It's hard to ask God to give you something and it's not here in two days. Waiting for a child for several years is like death because it's nothing. I mean, what else do you have to wait for besides finding your perfect match in love and a child? Some people get pregnant right away and some people don't. And when you don't, it's hard because it seems like everyone else ordered theirs on Amazon because they say they want to have a kid and then boom, they're pregnant. And it, you're just looking for a quick fix of how can I feel this? How can I feel that? But what I've found is that, you know, we are molded and morphed into the person that God wants us to be during those longing segments, during those, okay, analyzing moments where you can kind of see everything you want in front of you and you see the weight. And then you are asking God, you're watching him, just waiting on him to deliver that. And it's in those isolating moments that we are cultivated in turn to be a better person. You might not see it now, but I promise one day when you look back and you see the old version of your versus the new, those longing moments where you had to wait and you had to be patient, there is a, a growth that is taking place in your life that later will benefit you in some way, somehow. For some people, you might not see the results of those things until your children are older and they go through those things for themselves. In those instances, you will be able to give them advice. For me, I have young children, so I haven't been able to help them through so many situations like that. I mean, yes, the Christmas story, I've used that before with them and they know about our losses and things. And I've chosen to give them those ideas because they will be able to use those in like teen years of things that they want to come true and they don't, and they have to wait for those things. And I want them to know that that happens to everyone. Everyone goes through those types. Um, things. And we do see a trend and I do break down things more in this book, but of, you know, sin and different things in this world. And, you know, I've pointed a finger multiple times at Eve every single time a cycle comes or whatever of just, I could blame her all day long for what sin she did in the garden and that we all as women pay for that every single month. Right. But you will be able to look back at yourself and know, hey, I am so much of a stronger person. I didn't know I was capable of surviving that or I didn't know I was capable of getting through this battle. But with God, all things are possible and he will bring us through and we will be improved and a better version than we ever thought possible. As long as we cling to him, you will get through it. I promise. Um, so today, I just want you to leave and think, like, what what am I so desiring for? Or, yes, I can relate to that. And what does God want to show you through those longings? What does He want to cultivate in your life? And what does He want to make out of your life by making you wait and making you focus on Him? What can you do with your life to help someone else even? What can you do in your life to spread the word of God that you can use your story to reach more people? And when I got to that place, I felt like, you know what? My life is not in vain. 
and I'm not going to let anything that I've ever been through go to waste because I don't want to have to learn this lesson twice. I absolutely don't want to go through this again. And so every single time I just was like, God, show me what can I do? And I want you to do that today. Just pray and ask God, God, what are you trying to show me? What are you trying to teach me through this scenario, through this life, um, through these longings? What are you trying to get me to take away from this that I can keep with me for the rest of my life? I love you guys. And that's all I have for you today. And I'll be praying that the longings of your life will be fulfilled. I'll see you next time on the Coffee Chat in the Greenhouse.